Hello, folks. Glad to have you joining us for Red Barn Radio. I'm Bradford Becker. We continue in our 22nd season of Red Barn Radio, and we welcome you tonight to show number 839. 839. Hailing from the hills of West Virginia, drawing influence from everyone from the Texas songwriter greats to Elliot Smith and Jason Isbell, Sean Benfield blends his own sensibilities with classic country to create a sound that's distinctive yet also grounded in the qualities that have made rural music popular around the globe. Welcome, Sean Benfield, to Red Barn Radio. Southern comfort ease my pain, not the kind. 
need southern comfort ease my pain not the kind that makes you known the kind that makes you hop a train down the north carolina that's where i'll find my name and that's southern comfort ease my pain to WEKU, Red Barn Radio's official radio partner, NPR for Central and Eastern Kentucky. Listen online at WEKU.org. Red Barn Radio is presented with the support of LexArts, Lexington, Kentucky's cultural development, advocacy, and fundraising organization. LexArts, working for the development of a strong and vibrant arts community as a means of enhancing the quality of life in Central Kentucky. And by Visit Lex, Lexington, Kentucky's Convention and Visitors Bureau. Planning to visit Lexington or just looking for more information? Visit Lex is on the web at visitlex.com. Our guest this evening is Sean Benfield from Beckley, West Virginia. In addition to his first broadcast with Red Barn Radio some time ago, Sean has performed on the Jerry Springer podcast and W.B. Walker's Old So Radio Show. Sean has shared stages with Arla McGinley, Josh Morningstar, Hank Four, Sonny Sweeney, and Justin Wells, just to name a few. Benfield and his band are currently touring in support of Way of the World album, which Spill Magazine rated with a four out of five stars. Sean's band members are Seth Hughes on lead guitar, Zach Willis on bass, and brother Matt Benfield on drums. Welcome Sean Benfield and the OYB.
too high, never come back down again. But I forget just who I am, and I've forgotten how to cry. Learn to hold it all inside, try to forget just who I am. Try to learn to love again, yeah. And I'm tired of the rain that's falling down, washing my face. guest this evening on Red Barn Radio is Sean Benfield. Sean's no stranger to Red Barn. Been here before and we've chatted some before, but uh, he's here this time with an ensemble, including his older brother. Did you both grow up near Beckley? Cool Ridge, West Virginia. Cool Ridge. Yep, it's about, what, 30 minutes from Beckley? When I think of Beckley, I think of Tamarack, you know. Okay, from Tamarack, it's pretty good, yeah. Probably 30, 40 minutes. 30, 40 minutes to get there. You You gotta go through pretty much all the towns. That's right before you get to Gent. Yeah. In the middle of nothing. Get away from everything, and then that's where we were. Do you guys have fond memory of the place where you grew up? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I loved it out there. Yeah. uh, We've been beating on instruments since we were little kids. Matt used to play drums on buckets and pillows on the bed, and uh, I had, like, this $3 yard sale guitar that my grandpa got me. So we used to record albums on our boom box. <laughs> uh, we sometimes record like 10 a day. Uh, it was pretty interesting. Beating on buckets and playing. That's how we learned to play the drums on the pillows. For like the neighbor kids. <laughs> and they're like, why are you making us watch that? Then you got your first <laughs> drum set at what, nine? Ten? Yeah, ten? Ten, I think. Then I started taking guitar lessons at nine. And then we really started trying to play songs, but it still took a little while. to live out
Did you ever get any training? You're a good drummer. When I started at 10, I was just trying to learn it. Yeah. But then, like, as I got a little older, up 6th, 7th, 8th grade, I started in the marching band. I was in the marching band from, like, 6th grade until I graduated. So pretty much everything I learned, I learned from marching band and watching other people play. Good teacher there who encouraged you and... Oh, yeah, he was a great teacher. Mr. Jones at the junior high back in the day, like, awesome teacher. Huh. What did you teach you? Pretty much everything I know about playing drums. Yeah. Like dynamics. He taught very good discipline. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. He was a stickler <laughs> he for He was a disciplinarian. Discipline. <laughs> well, to do the marching band thing, right? You guys, yeah, did you guys I guess compete? that just goes hand in hand. But Yeah. Did you guys compete? Oh, yeah. We always did well. So. Was that the middle school that was in Beckley? No, it was actually Shady, Shady Spring, Spring Middle School. Well, junior high at the time. I'm old enough that it was junior high. Back yeah, I, went then. To, I was the last class <laughs> so, that went to that junior high. Well, I guess I think of a lot of rural communities, like, for instance, down in Appalachia, their numbers can't put together a, a marching band. Seth, how much older are you? I'm four years older. Four years older, okay. He definitely taught me how to play the drums. Uh huh. I did do that. Were you listening to the music from your older brother? I did some of it. Some of it I didn't like at the time, and now that I love it. I'm like, <laughs> that's how that works. I'm like, please don't make me listen to Steve Earle again. Now Steve Earle is my favorite. So I'm like, <laughs> or he would be playing like some Promise or some Rush, and I'm like, oh, but now I love Rush. I still don't care for Promise too much, but I like Rush. It's a guilty pleasure. So, well, what kid, but there are songs that I right. like that, that he showed me for sure. What kid learning to play the drums doesn't want to... Learn from Neil Peart. Exactly. Oh, yeah. like Rush is, you have to listen. It's like in the handbook of learning how to play drums. <laughs> like, listen to Rush. Yeah. <laughs> Who are some other drummers you really like? Steve Gadd from back in the day was really good. When did you first come into Steve Gadd? Was it like from Steely Dan? He played uh, Paul Simon. Yeah. I think is where I discovered him at. Well, like, that famous, that famous riff, right? From, oh, yeah, 50 uh, Ways 50 to ways, Your right? I sat down and learned that like very early on just because I thought it was really cool. I mean, that's a great riff. So, I mean, it is. Yeah. Like, and it's like a song that starts with all drums, and there's not that many songs that start with just drums. Uh huh. So that's kind of. Yeah. Stick around. 
So how did you, as a young person in whatever middle high school, get into Steve Earle? You mentioned your grandpa as somebody who sort of mentored you guys, got you the guitar. Who was sort of turning you on to music? Pretty much the same. I was growing up around there, grandpa always listening to something. Yeah, he was always playing music on the yeah. stereo. What else was he listening to? Oh, what do you like? Highway 101 was a big one. Yeah. Uh, oh, um, I know Keith Whitley. Tracy Lawrence, I think. Tracy Lawrence. Uh, Randy, Trey Sackins, Randy Travis, Conway Twitty. A lot of 90s and 80s country. Were you guys ever turned on to bluegrass music? And oh, did yeah. you ever think that you might like to do some of that? Or maybe you do. Matt used to, what was that band you turned me on to? Uh, Across Canadian Ragweed? Yeah, they were really good. They weren't exactly bluegrass, but they were really good. I love uh, Nickel Creek's, one of my favorites. I, I enjoy all the old Ralph Stanley stuff. Did you ever feel, Sean, that you, you play a nice acoustic guitar, great sound? Do you ever feel like you've undertaken a study of the instrument, you know, to learn some of those fancy picking techniques and stuff? That Yeah, I've been trying to learn, because I love the way flat picking is, so I've been definitely trying to learn that, and I still can't figure it out. <laughs> uh, I've been watching Billy Strings, and I'm like, how does he do that? Oh. Uh, it sets the bar pretty high. He right sets there. it way too high. <laughs> is practicing something that comes naturally to you? Do you have to force yourself to do that? Really, it's relaxing to me. Like, I'll just grab a guitar and sit on the couch and play all day. Just, I mean, if it's sitting around, I'll pick it up and just start noodling on it and huh. try to write a song. Or It's kind of therapeutic to me. If I'm in a bad mood, I'll grab it and start playing. Uh-huh. 
You were talking earlier about the tune that you wrote, you know, the love song that you wrote, and you say that's the way the songwriting is, right? You write a love song, and then the love is gone. Yep, it's a moment in time, really. Do you write songs as a young kid? Some of them were not very good. Uh, <laughs> most of them were not very good, I'll be honest. Yeah, but I did. When I started learning to play chords, I started trying to put words to them, and it was, it was like mimicking stuff you heard on the radio, like, baby, baby, <laughs> why'd yeah. you break my heart? But uh, yeah, I tried writing songs as a kid. I didn't really start writing good, decent songs until high school. <laughs> Who gave you that sort of affirmation? Well, the biggest part was he had always played in bands, and being my older brother, I just wanted to be in a band so bad. I'm like, I got to be in a band. And then I started playing acoustic guitar at coffee houses and stuff, and then he switched over to drums in his band and left a bass spot open, so I joined their band playing bass uh-huh. at first. And that's what really got me wanting to do stuff. And then when that band broke up, I started writing my own songs. I'm like, hey, guys, come on. (laughs) I made up my mind and I'm not giving in this time. I'm not giving in to a world that's so cold and so unkind. Everybody listen. Everybody tell me. Everybody help me. Make a life decision, throw away the past, and I'm leaving it all behind. If I could find a way, and I could find the time, if I knew who you were, if I wasn't so blind, and have a little patience, give a little patience. Los angels want to run away I'm blinded by your excuses and make me wanna stay And if I knew I'd fall in love I would have turned around Left with these memories of how it used to be
What's the music scene like in Beckley? Is that where the coffee houses were, where you were playing, Sean? Where they were. Sadly, there's not a single one of them left. But <laughs> Really? Where'd they all go? What happened? The, the whole town's kind of dead. I mean, there's not a whole lot going on there. Seth works at the Art Center. We do a lot of stuff at the Beckley Art Center. They'll do shows, and they host a thing similar to this. It's called Midnight Coffee, where they have a band and interview them, and uh-huh. it's pretty neat. So that's really cool that we've got going on. But but the Beckley Art Center is not Tamarack. No. That's a, that's a whole different thing. Yeah. What do people uh, near you think about Tamarack? Very yeah, nice. I go and check out the art gallery and grab a bite to eat. And I mean, for rest stops, it's like... It's you know, enormous for a rest stop. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's an enormous rest stop, and it's also pretty satisfying to go there because you, what you find there are sort of like... It's all stuff homemade, made, yeah, yeah. handmade stuff. Yeah, stuff that's made by West Virginia artisans, and, and they have a terrific music selection there. You can learn a lot about the different cultures in West Virginia, yeah. musical cultures that exist in West Virginia by stopping into Tamarack. And every once in a while, they do have live performances. I've played out there a few times. Hmm. They would have them inside. Do you do other but work in addition to playing music? I don't. This is all, all right. I do. So yeah. Oh, all right. I travel around beating on this guitar. Do you do a lot of shows solo? Uh, most of them right do? now, yeah. How often are you able to play with the full band? We just started the band, so we've only played three or four shows. But I play sometimes three and four times a week. Usually got to drive about an hour, hour and a half to play. Yeah, and you with more Red Barn Radio after this break. Red Barn Radio, roots music, southern style. We'll be right back. Welcome back. This is Red Barn Radio, recorded live from the Arts Place Performance Hall in Lexington, Kentucky. Red Barn Radio, roots music, southern style. Shaking from confusion and the Sometimes 
of rock that educated you starters I, uh, the analogy there is uh, this is Seth, I, I yeah. really loved um, the movie School of Rock with the Jack Black that came out when I was a kid I think it was 2003 this big loud rambunctious guy like teaching a bunch of elementary schoolers to rock and roll was like really formative yeah. and, like I want to know what that rock and roll thing is uh-huh yeah. Did you have some support in the household? Oh, yeah. Um, my grandma's really supportive of anything, like, artistic or creative, you know. I draw a picture, and you can't tell what it is, but, you know, it goes right up on the fridge, and she loved it. And my parents were both very supportive, too. When you were getting past your the impact that School of Rock had on you, where did you go next? My other grandma gave me a few piano lessons. Um, I didn't take immediately to the piano. I really wanted to play guitar. Everybody plays guitar, so I think my parents were like, let's play something a little... A little different. So I learned some basic piano. I got a guitar. I think I was in the seventh grade. Tried to teach myself, but my fingers hurt too bad, so I put it down. And then finally, the drive was just, it had to flow. So I just picked the guitar up again and kind of taught myself from YouTube and that kind of thing. Oh, nice. Did you like school as a middle schooler, as a high schooler? Yeah, yeah. yeah. In middle school, we were fortunate enough to have um, two music teachers, really. There was one that did band and choir, and there was another one that did um, just general music. And his name was Mr. Moten. He was a really good guy to know. Um, a bunch of students would hang out. Like, when he was on a break, we would go and spend our lunches in there and just talk music. And there were, like, you know, 10 or 15 of us that would go do that. And he'd show uh-huh. us how to play the drums, show us how to play the guitar, the piano. And it was awesome. Who's impacted you as a guitar player? You play with a lot of fuzz. Yeah. Probably my biggest inspiration is uh, Neil Young. Uh-huh. And I like both sides of him, Doesn't too. I like, I like the acoustic stuff, and I like the fuzzy stuff. And I like that he's not a good guitar player, and neither am I, but uh, it's fun. You don't find him to be a good guitar player? Technically, no. He's like a powerful guitar player. Yeah, yeah, he's an impactful guitar player. Yeah, right. And he says what he needs to with his instrument. Yeah. Uh-huh. It, it doesn't like come across like uh, another one of our shared inspirations, I'll speak for you, Zach, but uh, John Frushanti of the Red Hot Chili Peppers, that's a good guitar player, and he's impactful too, but they're different sides of the, of the guitar world, I believe. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I've been down this road for and I don't wanna go anymore. My body is running out of gas. I've been playing these dives since I was thirteen. I've been picking up doesn't seem just trying to find a place to call my own Yeah, to start Shot in the dark
Working at a guitar shop, it feels like it's kind of my job to listen to music. I don't really, it's real passive. You do a guitar shop where? Oh, yeah, in I Beckley? love it. Oh, yeah, Showtime Music down at the Crossroads Mall. What instruments do you carry there? There's, I mean, Taylor is a big one, yeah. Fender, Yamaha. I like Yamaha because you can get a motorcycle, a piano, and all kinds of stuff <laughs> yeah. in one trip. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you guys do used instruments there too? Yeah, but uh, you know, most of the time we're just trying to sling new stuff. You know, we sell sure. probably about two or three acoustics a day. Acoustics probably one of our part of sellers there. Yeah. What's your music training like? Well, it all started with a little game called Guitar Hero. Uh, <laughs> From the Guitar really? Hero generation. So I believe there's a lot of musicians around my age that just kind of wanted to do what they saw that video game player doing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I just my buddy Sammy had a guitar. He's like, check this out. Started playing Paint It Black, you know, Rolling Stones. Oh, like, right. Well, I can't let this stand. Yeah. So, uh. You know, I tried to figure out a couple of things, and then we was always neck and neck, and it just felt like it just kind of, you know, pushed us forward. And yeah. And, you know, I met Seth in marching band. Yeah, we're band nerds, uh, too. Yeah. Oh, you are. Yeah. yeah. What did yeah, you all play in band? I played the Barry sax on the lower end, naturally. It's kind of where my heart is. Yeah, and I was a percussionist. Oh, and all man, right. Ma- mainly played the, uh, um, the tenor drums. Yay for music programs in the public schools. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's great. It. Yeah. yeah. It's going away, but I think um, it'll stay alive, of course. I mean, music has been around for so long now. It's not going anywhere. People are going to still take guitar lessons and still learn the piano and things like that. But I worry it's going to be harder for them to make the connections. You know, like Zach was uh, two grades above me. So if it wouldn't have been for band, I don't know that we would have met and, you know, we wouldn't have had the band still today so mm-hmm. i think it a lot of it is um it transcends just the music you know it's the people that you meet and the, all those things too yeah right i used to think i knew it all now i see Wonder if it could be the same Never go back home again Much time lost I can't recall Bang my head against the wall Should I try or is all of love Cannot be
and some still the same Better now but still feel the pain Memories of unlove we share Sorry I was never there Remember years we stayed up late Took you home, you lied away Till I called you saying goodnight Nothing enjoyed this about you that you talk candidly about the kinds of challenges that you've faced in your life and I think we always learn a lot by listening to each other talk about how we sort of surmount obstacles that come before us I started drinking young high school no I was I was 18 I think okay. I, was, I okay. just graduated like most people it was fine and dandy for years and then until it wasn't then it was like I needed it but I was like allergic to it so I didn't act like normal people that drank acted. I acted like crazy. I would go several years dried out, and then I would take one drink and be right back at it. Then I got to where I was every day, like a 30-pack every day. I'm not a very big guy, <laughs> but uh, I just wanted out. I wanted out so bad, and I couldn't. And then I wrecked my vehicle and went to prison, and that saved the day. <laughs> that was five years ago. Yeah, I've been sober for five years and I quit drinking and said I'll never touch it again, and I've not even looked at it since I stopped. The jail definitely helped. I mean, yeah, sure. nobody wants to be there, I promise you that. But it gave me a lot of time to lay there and think about, you know, I could have killed somebody. I could have killed myself. I could have killed somebody's kid, you know, all those terrible things. And mm -hmm. I just prayed to God, get me out of here, and I'll never do it again. And he's, he's had my back. So. so you were saying, you know, no longer an alcoholic, you're no longer a drinker. No longer a drinker. Yeah, I'm, sort of I, I'll always be an alcoholic, I guess, because, you right. know, alcoholics are always alcoholics. How do you, you know, at this point in time, take care of yourself? I never really that, did do AA. I went to a couple meetings. 
I take what I call magic drug. It's called naltrexone, mm-hmm. and it curbs all your appetite for alcohol and everything. Like once I started taking it, like the look of alcohol makes me sick. So I'm like, I play in bars every weekend and don't even get anxious about wanting it. Or I'll be drinking a Coke or drinking a Coke. Yeah, it's which is kind of fun for me because it's you're the different guy than like when you're at the bar and you're drinking like a tea or something. They're like, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> Yeah, I always had to be pretty oiled up to play music, and so I was scared to death when I quit because I was like, I'm not going to be good anymore, or I just don't think I'm good because it doesn't sound the same to me (laughs) because I'm sober. I've gone back and listened to older shows and newer shows. I'm like, oh, my Lord, thank God. (laughs) So I was such a a terrible drunk, like things that I would never say or do to anybody. It It was like an alternate personality or something, and now, I mean... And the people that are wrong then, they, they still kind of see it as you're that same guy. But I'm like, no, I'm, I'm not that guy anymore. It's been rough, but it's been well worth it. I don't need that stuff to make me feel alive. Got a little girl who loves me and a woman by my side. Thank the good Lord up above. Man, I am today. At least now I can speak. I have something to say. No more stumbling around bar rooms, pretending I'm the star I think I am. No more lying in the floor Begging for the Lord to take my hand And if I feel a little weak Oh, I may never let it show It's taking too damn long to get here I'll never let it go And I don't miss the guilt Of waking up each day While there's good folks out there dying As I throw it all away No, I never thought it happened Thought I was too far gone for sure pain that I was drowning doesn't live here anymore. No more stumbling around bar rooms, pretending I'm the star I think I am. No more lying in the floor, begging for the Lord to take my If I feel a little weak, well, I may never let it show. It's taking too damn long to get here, and I'll never let it go. It's taking 
Taking too damn long to get here And I'll never let it go This is a song that uh, Zach and I wrote together for our main project. It's called Picture on My Wall. to WEKU, Red Barn Radio's official radio partner, NPR for Central and Eastern Kentucky. Listen online at WEKU.org. 
Red Barn Radio is presented with the support of LexArts, Lexington, Kentucky's cultural development, advocacy, and fundraising organization. LexArts, working for the development of a strong and vibrant arts community as a means of enhancing the quality of life in Central Kentucky. And by Visit Lex, Lexington, Kentucky's Convention and Visitors Bureau. Planning to visit Lexington or just looking for more information? Visit Lex is on the web at visitlex.com. Red Barn Radio's executive producer is Ed Commons, who also directs our show. The Red Barn Radio playout theme, Wookie Foot, was taken from a live performance of the Wooks here on Red Barn Radio. More at wookoutamerica.com. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Kathy Stamps. There are many people to thank for our program. First, Sean Benfield and his band, our guest. We are ever grateful for our volunteers and staff who make our production happen each week. We want to thank all of you for listening to our webcast, watching us on social media, and those listening to us on the network of Red Barn stations and media worldwide. Red Barn Radio comes to you from our home, the Arts Place Performance Hall in downtown Lexington, Kentucky. Our website has updates and further information on our guests and our program in a spiffy little newsletter. Check in to the website and follow the simple instructions to subscribe. Now, before we close out this evening's program, let's bring back Sean Benfield and the band to give us one more number. Walked on the water And I drowned in sand And I have talked with Jesus And I've held the devil's hand But I keep running
Red Barn Radio, Roots Music, Southern Style, the best music from the roots of the South, and sharing this music with the world.